This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. As promised last week, on this week's show we have a terrific guest who will be heard in our third segment. That would be Sports Illustrated writer Kevin Cook. We'll talk about Titanic Thompson, a man you've never heard of, but whom I think you will enjoy learning about. Kevin Cook's book, titled Titanic Thompson, The Man Who Bet on Everything, is a terrific read, and we're going to have some fun in our third segment. But in the past week, we've had an opportunity to interview another terrific author. That would be Mr. Scott Stossel, deputy editor for The Atlantic magazine, who wrote a terrific biography about Sergeant Shriver titled Sarge, The Life and Times of Sergeant Shriver. He uh, has some interesting observations about the former, I guess you'd say, first father-in-law of the state of California. Yes, former First Lady Maria Shriver was his daughter. But um, there's a lot to talk about Sergeant Shriver, and we're going to do that with Scott Stossel. So stay tuned for our second segment today. But for our first segment, let's begin as we like to do with On This Date in History. Our date in question is the 27th of January, and it was on January 27th in 1888 that the National Geographic Society was founded in Washington, D.C., and they're still doing some fine work. On this date in 1924, the body of Soviet leader Vladimir Lenin was laid to rest in a mausoleum on Red Square near the Kremlin. Lenin's still there. Fortunately for the city of Moscow, with the fall of communism, there are other tourist attractions to be seen in the Russian capital. And yes, a couple decades ago, there were lines around Red Square to line up for the privilege of taking a look at the waxwork-like figure of Vladimir Lenin, still laying there. Yeah, the Soviet Union really didn't know how to have a good time, let's face it. You can see why Khrushchev, when he came to America, was desperate to see Disneyland. And you know, this is horrible. I've been to Moscow twice, and I can't remember whether I saw the stiff laying there or not. How could I forget this? I, I don't know. I don't know. Memory's a fickle thing, isn't it? You know, it reminds me, Winston Churchill once said probably the greatest tragedy of the Soviet Union was Lenin. But then Churchill added that probably the second greatest tragedy was his early death, which allowed Stalin to take over. Yikes. Well, on somewhat better news for the Soviet Union, 20 years later, January 27th in 1944, two weeks after puncturing German lines, Soviet forces in World War II broke the siege of Leningrad, an 872-day battle that cost hundreds of thousands of Russian lives. And if you never read... Harrison Salisbury, The 900 Days, subtitled The Siege of Leningrad. I recommend that you do so. It's a hell of a read. And finally, we would note that it was on January 27th, 1901, that the illustrious Italian composer Giuseppe Verde died in Milan at the age of 87, leaving behind such fine works as... All right, our quote of the day for today's program comes from the Sacramento Bee. Jim Brognett, consultant for Steve Poisner, rendered some opinions about uh, why Meg Whitman didn't do so well in the campaign. Said Brognett, her brand was, she's the woman with all the money who won't get off my TV. Our quip of the day, and, and by God, this, this is a first for Radio Parallax. Our quip of the day comes from the Awake magazine, published by the Jehovah's Witnesses. 
In their Watching the World section, they had a quote from Canadian researchers who wanted to examine the effects of pornography on men. Said their spokesman from the University of Montreal, We started our research seeking men in their 20s who had never consumed pornography. But we couldn't find any. Our jokes of the day, we have three coming from late-night comedians, are as follows. Said Conan O'Brien, the Republican-controlled House voted to repeal the health care bill. If that goes well, they'll see what they can do about this whole women voting thing. Said Jimmy Fallon last week, President Obama says he'll go to the Super Bowl if the Chicago Bears are playing. Sarah Palin, on the other hand, said she'll go to the Super Bowl if actual Bears are playing. And finally, perhaps in response to uh, former Vice President Dick Cheney noting that President Obama is likely to be a one-term president, responded David Letterman, yeah, this is from the guy that said there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. All right, our stats of the day are as follows. According to Forbes Women slash Harris Interactive polls, 31% of Americans who have combined their finances with their spouses say they have lied to their partners about money. Reportedly, 58% of the admitted liars say they hid cash, 15% hid a secret bank account, 11% lied about their debts, and 11% lied about how much money they earn. And now we have no information on what percentage was spent on keeping someone on the side. All right, let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly. According to The Week magazine, it was a good week last week for eating your broccoli after British researchers found that eating five or more portions of fruit and vegetables a day raises carotene levels and gives skin a golden tone, making people look healthier and more attractive, or at least more orange. On the other hand, it was a bad week, I guess, for Western civilization with a revelation that Forbes magazine projected that Lady Gaga would make $100 million this year. And no, we've not calculated the dollars-to-talent ratio involved. But as I recall from math class, if zero is in the denominator, it goes to infinity, doesn't it? And finally, it was an ugly week for Southern African weather forecasts when it was revealed in December that the government of Zimbabwean strongman Robert Mugabe signs off on weather reports before they are broadcast in the wake of Mugabe's disastrous agricultural policies. The government considers weather, especially news of continued drought, to be a sensitive topic. Reported the Zimbabwe Independent, the public are not thought to be ready for bad weather. In the wake of NPR deciding that Juan Williams offering up opinions was unacceptable, And by the way, Mr. Merlin, I believe you had a comment from NPR, a spokesman on that, uh, didn't you? Yes, going from bad to worse, MSNBC and Keith Olbermann have abruptly parted ways. Note of the New York Times, the host has had a stormy relationship with network management for some time. And don't worry, I'm sure that it has nothing to do with the fact that the parent company NBC Universal is owned 86% by General Electric one of the nation's 
big defense contractors. I'm sure Keith Olbermann's opposition to the wars going on in Asia have nothing to do with his parting company with the network. The network, which in 2000 donated $1.1 million to the campaign of George W. Bush for president. For more data on this sort of thing, we'd recommend you go to the web and check out www.whoownsthenews.com. I know most of you probably know people who think there's a liberal media out there. And there is, but the idea that the mainstream media is liberal, well, I'd say that idea is like that of the Loch Ness Monster. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it personally. All right, we're going to have to go out early because we've got a lot of ground to cover in our second and third segments with some fine interviews. Final item, and and boy, this is a phrase that I hate to say. Speaking of Lady Gaga, fans of hers will no doubt be pleased to note that the U.S. ambassador to Hungary which is Sacramento's own Eleni Sakopoulos. Oh, no political payoff there. Eleni decided to bestow upon Lady Gaga a Cultural Diplomacy Award. In justifying this act in a Q&A with the Sacramento Bee, Ambassador Sakopoulos said, A big part of her message is to speak out to people who are different and who feel different and tell them it's okay to be different, even when everyone around you is telling you it isn't. Well, there you have it. Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Lady Gaga. Maybe Harold Camping is right. The world might end on May 21st, 2011. Okay, we got miles to go before we sleep. Let's take a short break. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. Do not go away. <laughs> 